booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. We're out here educating all these tourists to instead take a pedicab ride. Activists out in force Saturday calling for an end to New York City's horse-drawn carriage industry. New hazing lawsuit at Rutgers University. New York City's mayor pleading for help from the state and feds as thousands more migrants are expected to arrive in New York City if a challenge to Title 42 fails. The House panel investigating the January 6th riot expected to announce today if it will proceed with charges against former President Trump. Argentina wins the World Cup on a penalty kick. Protesters gathered in Central Park South Saturday holding signs to try to deter visitors from using horse-drawn carriages. Activists equate New York City's horse-drawn carriage industry rides with animal abuse. Executive Director of NY Class is Adita Bernrant. We're out here educating all these tourists to instead take a pedicab ride. And many people are very thankful. Many people already agree with us. (laughs) But a lot of people didn't understand how cruel this is and how these horses are literally being worked to death. Back in August, rider and elderly horse collapsed at the corner of 45th Street and 9th Avenue in sweltering temperatures. Rider's death, after being retired and sent to a farm in upstate New York, led to a renewed demand for New York City officials to take action against the horse carriage industry. Well, Rutgers is at the center of a new hazing lawsuit. 19-year-old Armand Runty severely injured nine months ago while pledging at uh, Theta Chai at the campus in New Brunswick. Now, this suit claims that Runty fell down a flight of stairs, suffering multiple skull fractures after consuming life-threatening amounts of alcohol. Robert Miller of the law firm Wapner Newman spoke to ABC News. Armand suffered a traumatic brain injury. To this day, now nine months later, he continues to suffer the consequences of that. He's had major surgery. He hasn't been able to return to school. He, He has not returned to normal function. The suit also says the FRAP members allegedly waited some three hours to get help and tried to conceal evidence in the case. Theta Chai says it won't comment on pending litigation, but told ABC News they have a strict policy against hazing. Rutgers also has a policy that says no alcohol shall be present at such activities. Well, New York City's Mayor Eric Adams pleading with New York's Governor and President Biden for help as busloads of more migrants are expected to arrive in New York City. The city's shelter system, it's at capacity. Title 42 ends on Wednesday. It allows Border Patrol agents to quickly expel migrants during COVID. 19 Republican-led states are challenging the lifting of Title 42 in Supreme Court, though. Last week, a U.S. Court of Appeals panel in Washington blocked a challenge from the 19 Republican-led states to the rule's expiration date of December 21. National Border Patrol Council President Brando Judge spoke to Fox News Business. We just don't have the resources in the field right now to, to secure the border. We're only deploying about 35% of our resources to actually patrol the border right now. Once those numbers continue to go up, those resources come out of the field. City officials expect over 1,000 new arrivals each and every week once the pandemic-related immigration restriction ends this Wednesday. 
Meanwhile, the New York City Council holds committee hearings today to look at the city's response to asylum seekers. The House panel that is investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol is now considering recommending to the U.S. Department of Justice the possible pursuit of unprecedented criminal charges of insurrection and two other counts against former President Donald Trump. The panel also considering recommending prosecutors pursue charges for obstructing an official proceeding and conspiracy to defraud the U.S., according to the Associated Press. Democratic Congressman Adam Schiff spoke to CNN's State of the Union. I think there's sufficient evidence to to charge the president. This is someone who uh, tried to interfere with a joint session, uh, even inciting a mob to attack the Capitol. Um, if that's not criminal, then, uh, then I don't know what is. The committee's deliberations were continuing late on Friday, and no decisions were formalized on which specific charges the committee may refer to the U.S. Department of Justice. The panel is to meet publicly this afternoon when any recommendation is expected to be made public. Argentina beat France in the World Cup final on a penalty kick in Qatar. The two teams were tied 3-3. Three to three. France then missed twice in the shootout before Gonzalo Montiel converted to seal an exhausting and emotional victory. Here's the final call, courtesy of Fox Sports. Gonzalo Montiel can win the World Cup for Argentina with this kick. So this is the third World Cup for Argentina, the first for Lionel Messi winning his first in his fifth attempt. It's three and a half years to go before the next World Cup in 2026. It'll be held in the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. Representative Mike Gallagher, Republican out of Wisconsin on Sunday, expressed optimism that House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy of California will find the necessary votes to become House Speaker next month. He was on CNN. Well, I think we will get there, and I'm not budging off my support of Speaker McCarthy. But you're right to suggest that there's no time to waste here. We can't spend all of January just with uh, mired in this internal battle. We need to populate various committees. There's all sorts of work that needs to be done in terms of basic oversight of the executive branch. Five GOP lawmakers, Representatives Andy Biggs, Arizona, Mac, Matt Gates of Florida, Bob Goode of Virginia, Ralph Norman of South Carolina, and Matt Rosendale of Montana have indicated they will not vote for McCarthy or vote present on the House floor during the January 3rd speaker vote. And that could create a potential roadblock for McCarthy's choice as speaker. The GOP's slim majority in the next Congress at 222 Republican lawmakers allows only a few lawmakers to deny McCarthy the role in order to get the 218 ballots that are needed to become House Speaker. Seven other hardline conservatives earlier this month laid out demands for the GOP Speaker to implement rules changes and priorities in the next Congress, the 118th Congress. McCarthy has held several meetings with members to iron out potential changes. Twitter CEO Elon Musk posted a poll Sunday asking whether he should step down as Twitter's CEO. He also replied to an offer by world-renowned podcaster and robotic genius Lex Friedman to run Twitter. Musk responded, you must like pain, no salary, and signaled Twitter is on the fast track to bankruptcy. Friedman said he still wants a job and can fix the social media platform. As of Sunday night, the poll had over 4 million votes, with 57.9% of respondents saying Musk should step down and 42.1% saying he should not step down. 
Musk offered several of the journalists he banned from the social media website last week the ability to return to the platform if they deleted the tweets he falsely claimed shared his exact real-time location. Aaron Rupar spoke to Reuters. I published a, you know, a newsletter taking a close look at kind of his brand of populism, and it seemed like beyond being critics of Elon, the one thing that all of us had in common was that we had linked to the Facebook page tracking his private jets. And Aaron Rupar of the independent progressive uh, journalist is one of five banned. Must tweeted sharing his location in real time, endangered himself and his family. Disgraced former FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried expected to agree to extradition to the United States, where he faces eight charges related to the $32 billion collapse of his cryptocurrency exchange, according to multiple outlets. Bankman-Fried was arrested in the Bahamas last week after a federal court in Manhattan indicted the cryptocurrency mogul on wire fraud, securities fraud and commodities fraud, campaign finance violations and other charges. He faces allegations that largely center on his company's purported use of consumer deposits at FTX to bankroll his own hedge fund called Alameda Research. The scrutiny has led to separate complaints from the Securities and Exchange Commission and the Commodities Futures Trading Commission. His reported move to not contest extradition, which was first reported by Reuters, would pave the way for him to return to the U.S. and face charges filed in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York. Here's U.S. Attorney Damian Williams. The legal campaign contributions to be made to candidates and committees associated with both Democrats and Republicans. These contributions were disguised to look like they were coming from wealthy co-conspirators. And Benjamin Frieda spent the past week in the Bahamas Fox Hill prison, which has a reputation for unsanitary conditions and overcrowding. The White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator Ashisha Jha said Sunday Americans should still gather to celebrate the holidays despite rises in the RSV respiratory illness and the spread of the flu and COVID. She appeared on ABC's This Week. Uh, This is ongoing work. It's shared collective responsibilities. It's not just the White House. We're asking governors to step up, mayors to step up, religious leaders to step up. Because if we're going to get a a country as big and diverse as ours through this difficult period, we're all going to have to pull on this together. And uh, he suggested measures like testing, treatment, and taking the updated booster shot for COVID and also urging people who haven't gotten a COVID-19 shot in the last six months to get their newest booster. Democratic Representative Veronica Escobar of Texas on Sunday urged the State Department to have a far more direct engagement in response to the ongoing migrant surge at the U.S. border with Mexico. During an appearance on Fox News Sunday, Escobar told host Shannon Bream that she believes it is important to have more robust support from the U.S. State Department. I do think it's important that we uh, have far more robust uh, support from the State Department. And here's why. Unfortunately, Congress has failed to act on changing our very outdated immigration laws. Escobar also stressed the importance of the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, in El Paso, Texas, which she represents and is seeing a surge in migration. Escobar's remarks come as Title 42, a controversial Trump-era policy that blocked migrants from seeking asylum, is expected to end later this week after a federal judge's ruling last month. Nineteen Republican-led states are challenging the ruling in Supreme Court. 
North Korea test-fired a pair of ballistic missiles with a potential range of striking Japan Sunday. It's seen as a possible protest of Tokyo's adoption of a new security strategy to push for more offensive footing against North Korea and China. The launches came two days after the North claimed to have performed a key test needed to build a more mobile, powerful, intercontinental ballistic missile designed to strike the U.S. mainland. South Korea's military described both missiles as medium-range weapons that were launched at a steep angle, suggesting they could have traveled further if fired at a standard trajectory. 77 WABC News Time, 515. All right, Justin Alex here with a look at sports. Thank you, Deb. We begin here on the gridiron, an eventful weekend here for your local football teams. We'll start with the Giants. They beat the Commanders in Washington by a score of 20-12 to 12 and take a huge step toward making the playoffs. Kayvon Thibodeau, he was a force on D as he spent most of his night wreaking havoc in the Washington backfield, finishing up with 12 tackles and a strip sack scoop and score to boot. Washington had a great opportunity at the goal line as time dwindled, but the G-men weren't about to flirt with another tie. Back to throw, he's under pressure, he backs away from pressure, still looking, now rolls left, rolls into the end zone, and it's knocked away incomplete. Darnay Holmes knocked it away. Darnay Holmes makes the key play on Samuel, and the Giant fans rejoice here at FedEx Field as they hold on on a fourth and goal at the sixth, leading by eight. That call courtesy of NBC. The Giants now only need uh, to win one of their final three games to punch their ticket to the playoffs and could clinch as soon as Saturday with a victory and losses by Seattle and Detroit. Come Saturday, they'll be tasked with trying to get past the NFC North champion Minnesota Vikings. And now over to the Jets here. They lose 20-17 to at home to the Detroit Lions and Zach Wilson's return to the huddle after Mike White was deemed out earlier in the week. Wilson was up and down as QB1 but showed poise late as he found Elijah Moore for a 20-yard gain on fourth and the game to give the right foot of Greg Zerline a chance at tying the game from 58 yards. Now it's 7-7 seven, seven overall. By the way, that field goal did miss, so the Jets, uh, they come up short. But now it's 7-7 seven seven overall. It'll be a quick turnaround for Gang Green as they get the Thursday night slot this week at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Head coach Robert Sala has yet to announce who will be his starting quarterback in that one. And now over to hardwood action from yesterday. The Knicks, they beat the Pacers in Indiana by a score of 109-106. to 106. Jalen Brunson, he racked up another 30-point performance. And Julius Randle was nails from the free throw line uh, late as the Knicks. They keep rolling with their NBA best seventh consecutive victory. They'll try and make it eight in a row tomorrow night at the Garden with the Golden State Warriors coming to town. And the Nets, they squeak out a 124-121 to 121 victory in Detroit over the Pistons. KD, he was uh, on all night, 4-3 points, 26 of which came in the third quarter, helping Brooklyn overcome a 17-point halftime deficit to move seven games over 519-12. And, and the Rangers on the ice, they were out the Blackhawks in Chicago to the tune of a 7-1 shellacking. They have won seven, in a straight, seven straight as well. And of course, you have a World Cup 2022 World Cup champion. Argentina beat France 4-2 yesterday on penalties to win the 2022 World Cup after a 3-3 draw in a thrilling final. Here with your uh, uh, early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Here's Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Investors looking for Wall Street to snap its two-week losing streak. The broad market sell-off continued through Friday's session. The Dow Jones Industrials down more than a 1,000 points after the Fed's latest rate hike. Another round of economic updates this week. The core personal consumer expenditures index is forecast to have slowed in November, another sign that inflation is easing. Consumer confidence is expected to have fallen again this month. Inflation may be slowing, but it's still straining household budgets. Housing 
Earnings starts are forecast to have slipped again last month, and Wall Street is targeting another decline this November. New home sales are expected to fall again as well. The National Association of Realtors is forecasting the housing market downturn to extend well into the new year. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Checking your futures, the Dow up 69 points, 0.21% at 33,197. S&P 500 up 10 points. The Nasdaq climbed 34.5. Gold up $6.10 an ounce at $1,806.30. Crude oil at $74.80 a barrel this morning, up 51 cents. The WABC Early News. 77 WABC News Time 520. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, the two top Democrats in Congress are urging President Joe Biden, now 80 years old, to run for re-election. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz reports. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer both said so during a joint interview with CNN. Pelosi, who's stepping down from Democratic leadership in the new year, described Biden as a person with great vision for our country. Schumer added, Biden's job performance has been excellent. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. On New York, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand addressing the rise in anti-Semitism over the weekend. She visited an event in Brooklyn where volunteers were preparing food boxes for homebound Holocaust survivors. We as elected leaders have to do everything we can to protect our communities and to make sure that the Jewish community is not targeted and is not um, having to withstand a constant barrage of anti-Semitic attacks. The senator announced she is sending a letter calling for robust funding for the Federal Emergency Management Agencies or FEMA's nonprofit security grant program in the upcoming spending bill. The NSGP provides a critical security resource to at-risk faith-based and nonprofit institutions located in urban, suburban, and rural communities as well. Back in June, Gillibrand and other lawmakers requested $1.5 million in funding for the U.S. State Department's Office of the Special Envoy to monitor and combat anti-Semitism. The funds would go towards improving the safety and security of at-risk Jewish communities. There's been a spike in anti-Semitic hate crimes all across the city and the nation as well. Authorities thwarted an attack on a New York City synagogue just last month with the arrest of two men at the New York Port Authority. There were 45 hate crimes inspired by anti-Semitism across the five boroughs last month, compared to 20 in November of 2021. A man was shot and killed by a housemate Saturday night in the Bronx. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard reports. Police say the 39-year-old victim was shot in the chest by another man outside the multifamily house at 2931 Morgan Avenue in Pelham Gardens. He was rushed to the hospital but couldn't be saved. The victim and the shooter lived in separate apartments in the house and apparently had several arguments. The suspect fled the scene, but officials say they know exactly who they're looking for. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard. Protesters tried to shut down a story hour at a New York City library hosting a drag story hour for kids. This standoff happened Saturday outside of the Andrew Hiskell Braille and Talking Book Library in Chelsea. It's the latest attempt from a fringe movement targeting drag events over unsubstantiated allegations of grooming. 
The group demonstrating over the weekend brought handmade signs covering a spectrum of issues. Messages protested everything from fascism to grooming to gender identity. New York City Council member Eric Botcher shared images online of the protesters, some of whom he tried speaking with before entering the children's reading event. Look, I'm here today because this is a great program for kids. They're reading stories. They're teaching literacy. The kids are having a great time. It's not hurting anybody. It's teaching kids that anyone can read a story. It's totally great for kids. Well, the New York Public Library said the event went off as planned and added that it would continue to offer programs supporting diverse voices. A true holiday miracle for a Long Island family. 77 WABC's Bob Brown has the story. 55-year-old Robert Coppola said he felt the burning in his back before he collapsed and went into cardiac arrest. His two sons, Nicholas and Bobby, who are each FDNY paramedics, happened to be home, and they immediately rushed to his side, administering CPR in their dad for 15 minutes before Suffolk County first responders arrived. Their father was rushed to a hospital and underwent bypass surgery. The doctors treating Coppola says his two sons had made all the difference and saved his life. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. Records show that New York Governor Kathy Hochul struck down the so-called Stop the Chop bill. It passed by state lawmakers following a rise in helicopter noise complaints in recent years on the west side of Manhattan. Noise complaints jumped by nearly 700 percent between 2019 and 2021, according to Bloomberg. State Senator Brad Hoyleman of Manhattan sponsored this bill to ban non-essential flights from the West 30th Street heliport and allowed people to sue for excessive noise. He spoke to Fox 5. The noise, the pollution, the interruption to our daily lives is simply unacceptable. We can't take it any longer. Hochul vetoed the bill Thursday, though, claiming the airspace is regulated by the federal government and not New York State. Oilman expressed his frustration with the governor's decision and said he would redouble his efforts in the coming legislative session by introducing legislation to close the heliport altogether at the Hudson River Park. The National UFO Reporting Center reports that purported alien ship sightings in the Big Apple ticked up 4% this year. For the first time, New Yorkers submitted pictures to the center to try to back up their cosmic claims. In 2022, the center received accounts of 28 sightings. That is up from 27 in 2021. In a dozen of these new cases, photographs were submitted thanks to a user-friendly revised website. Manhattan reported the most close encounters of any borough with 13, including a 5.30 p.m. engagement back on February 4th involving a motorist outside of a Gotham skyscraper. Overall, there were a total of 167 sightings of flying saucers across the state this year, according to the National UFO Reporting Center. While another Saturday Night Live cast member is saying farewell, 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has a story. Cecily Strong is leaving Saturday Night Live. The show announced Saturday's broadcast would be Strong's final appearance as a cast member. The actress took multiple episodes off earlier this season to act in a play, a sign she may be looking to move on to other things. SNL has now seen many staples on the program exit in recent seasons, including Kate McKinnon, 
A.D. Bryant, Pete Davidson, and Chris Redd. Strong joined the show in 2012. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard. If you miss the Top 5 at 5 and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.